pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Rod, it was only a few days after the Fort Enters traded for Christian McCaffrey. It was alumni day. Bryant Young was celebrated. Coach Harbaugh was back in San Francisco at Levi Stadium. And everyone who was there got to see the Niners get boat raced by the Kansas City Chiefs in what was a... uh, a very frustrating game, though, I think what happened, the actuality of what the game was, was sort of in the back of our minds. We saw it in the Super Bowl in 2000 and uh, Super Bowl LIV in 2019. And I was very frustrated watching, but it was also my biggest fear. So it's not like I was super surprised. My worry was that the 49ers would get field goals instead of touchdowns and that Kansas city would get into gear and they would be on the field and the Niners defense would be on the field for too long. And then the 49ers would have to play catch up, which they are one of the worst teams in uh, football at doing that. Is that stat true? Am I reading that correctly? Kyle Shanahan teams are one in 30. If they're going into the fourth quarter, down by more than three points is that that that's that seems like like a fake stat but i thought i thought i saw that in the game today is that is that the right stat i i don't know if that exact number is right but it's pretty damn close is what is my understanding yeah so uh rough sledding there for for the 49ers and uh you know i usually have like the three points and you know like focus the show but you know ultimately i think there there was a bunch of stuff that we could talk about that uh you know that makes this a little bit more organized but i i don't know i just feel like we, let, let's just let's just let loose and i think the first thing uh i know people are going to say well the defense is what failed the 49ers the most and i i mean i somewhat agree but it's also where you're also talking about uh maybe the best the best quarterback uh in the in the league who has who showed us in, in the Super Bowl that you know he he's going to be really tough for the 49ers to beat at any point. So instead, I want to start with the offense because, like I said, 
before before we you know before the the game even started, my biggest worry was that the 49ers were gonna kick field goals when they needed touchdowns. And so the Niners have a good first drive, ends up in a field goal. They get a they get a touchdown off of uh uh, uh I think it was an interception, and then they kick another field goal. They they could have had 21 points easily right away. And uh McCaffrey is kind of in and he's looking, he's looking pretty good. Jeff Wilson is looking great. And Garoppolo cannot hit these receivers in stride. He's throwing behind guys, he's throwing way high on guys. There was a there was a play where uh I think if he hits Ayuk in stride, like he's he's just gone, but he throws it behind him. It's just the normal stuff that you know is, is frustrating, which when you play the Carolina Panthers. You're okay because you're going to be able to pick up first downs in, in, in other situations. When you play someone like the Chiefs, it's a little bit harder. Uh, did you have the same fear as I did going into this game when it came to the quarterback and offense performance in that they kind of had to almost have a perfect offensive game in order to keep the uh, Kansas City offense off the field? Well, I similarly, my greatest fear was realized but it had more to do with what I think the key to the game was the offensive lines were the key on both sides were the key to the game on defense we couldn't get off a block and on offense we couldn't block anybody particularly again with going into the season was our concern from center over to the right side, had a horrible game. Brendel, Burford, and McClinchy were awful. So much so that Brunskill replaced Burford at some point, at a certain point. They just, they couldn't get it. The hell, even Trent was getting worked. So, I mean, <laughs> that, um, to me, that was the, um, that was the game right there. That, in addition to, I always feel, You know, I'm gun shy now because I'm like labeled this Jimmy hater. (laughs) My man had like four or five legit misses. Yeah. You know, and um and and granted, I'm you know, it dovetails with the offensive line. Mahomes was hit like once. Jimmy got hit like 13 times. So I mean that that's part of it. You know, we are when I was just as excited as everyone else about CMC, but I also posted, I don't know if it was in our group or another group that yes, we have all these playmakers now, but we're only going as far as our offensive line takes us. If we can't get that whole thing figured out, we're sunk. I mean, because it, if we are going to be a run first offense, which I think it is that we, we've, pretty much determined if that's what we're going to be as long as Jimmy is our um, quarterback. We have to do a much better job of run blocking than we have been able to consistently do um, so far. We've done it in spurts, but we have not been able to do it consistently. And my man, Burf, I mean, he's a rookie. So I don't, you know, hopefully he gets it figured out, but I mean, there are times when he just looks lost out there. Um, Brendel is just not a physical dude. So 
there are just going to be interior linemen that, that, that um, big boy him. And that's, just, you know, that's why we try to move and get him out there moving and, and create matchups. But, um, and then McClinchy was just getting worked. <laughs> he was just getting worked. I mean, my guy even got put in a chokehold and they still <laughs> called the hold on him. That's how bad it was. It was it was not good. Um, and then like I say, their offensive line was awesome. Yeah. We, you know, we just we couldn't get off, you know. It so it was just a perfect storm. And then Mahomes is that dude is is, is something. <laughs> he's something else. He's really good. Um, and if he's clean, I mean, that yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> okay, here, here's a comparison. Now, I saw Shanahan compare him to John Elway, and I'm a little bit older than Shanahan, so I saw the John Elway seasons where his interceptions were about as equal as his touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And his completion percentage was was really low, though, to his defense, a lot of that Denver offense w- was taking big shots down the field. So, mm-hmm. of course, you know, your, your completion percentage is going to be different. You know who I saw today was a 2022 version of Joe Montana, and I'll tell you why. When I was, when I was watching uh, Brady... When Brady was coming up and just being, you know, the greatness of Tom Brady, I was like, wow, like that guy, he doesn't have the Montana athleticism, has a little bit of a better arm, but the decision making reminded me of Joe. Like he knew every scenario in which, okay, the pass rush comes here, pass rush comes here up the middle. I know where to go in every scenario. That's that's what I was so impressed w- watching early Brady with. And that is, it's what Jimmy doesn't have, right? Throwing the interception in the end zone, eyeballing one receiver, not knowing where to go when when the play blows up. Like that's what Jimmy doesn't have. So, but what Brady didn't have that Montana had was the escapability. Yep. Tom Brady and you're seeing it now. Tom Brady is throwing the ball way earlier than he wants to because he doesn't have any mobility and he doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to get blown up. He doesn't want to get injured. And that makes sense because the dude is 45 years old. I heard Ben Solak from The Ringer. He was talking about sort of, and you, you're you on this. You've been on this for, for years. The new quarterback that has to have mobility. And the reason for the mobility isn't necessarily to scramble. It is to take the minus plays. Jimmy had five of them. He got sacked five times and turn them into positive plays. Even if it's just a, 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 a positive by one yard, it's Back still a positive play. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes does that by not even having to run the football himself because he understands uh, you know, how to step up, how to move out, how to give his team time, he creates those positive plays when there are negative ones. Bosa got him one time today, and he had no chance to get out. It was just, it was just Bosa being mm-hmm. Bosa. So he, he adds to that element, and 
The other thing, the reason why he reminds me of Montana, Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time. I think we're all we're all we all agree with that. I yeah. Part of the reason why Jerry was able to do have so many great yards after the catch is because Montana hit him without having to break stride. Rice would catch it in stride and he's already running at full speed and the DB's having to move and trail him and he's gone. And and we saw so many of those plays when we were younger with Jerry. And that is because Montana would just hit the student stride. Pat that- Mahomes. Pat Mahomes hits these guys in stride. He hits them in places where the DBs aren't. There's the little uh, the the route for the bigger receivers. Uh, he's throwing high when they need the ball high. Kelsey, he's you know he's hitting Kelsey in certain areas where a smaller DB get. All of that stuff is so beneficial to these receivers because they just have to run their route and the ball is there. Whereas the flip side, and we're going to pick on Jimmy, even though it's this, this game is not really Jimmy's fault is, is why they lost. But you saw Ayuk, I think at least twice, balls thrown behind him on a slant. Uh, Debo hasn't really been able to get off. And a lot of that is because they're throwing these little uh, screen plays or these little short passes. And Debo needs to catch and immediately move but the ball's not where he needs it, so he's got to go backwards. It's and on his and then, hip. And... Yeah, so Pat Mahomes is like Joe Montana 2.0 to me. Uh, and that may be, like, for 49ers fans, that may be, like, really, really high praise. And it's high praise for me because, you know, I, I got to watch, you know, Joe since I was, like, six or seven years old play, all you know, until those Kansas City years and. Mahomes is Mahomes is I always said that Brady was the best and Brady overall his career because Mahomes is so early in his career. I always thought Brady was like the second coming of Joe. Pat Mahomes adds a different layer because of his ability to not make negative plays. And I think that is so important. I mean, and if you're Shanahan, right, and you're watching today's game, you're going like, damn it, if we just had Trey Lance. Like it just adds a different element to what they could do because, you know, Jimmy, how many quarterbacks take two safeties in the first seven weeks of the the league, right? Like there's just stuff like that where you're just like, man, you know, we just cannot compete with some of these teams. If we're, we're having so many negative plays from that quarterback. Legit, you know, I don't know if it looks like it, but because of the way um, Mahomes plays, but they run RPO offense. He has run options. He does not run as much as someone like, say, Josh Allen, but he has that option. He tends to run to throw yes. more so than somebody like Josh Allen, who does a lot of Jaheim plays where he just takes it and is, you know, trying to, to run over the whole defense. And um, I, and, and look, I mean, we, we haven't seen it yet because Allen is still young in his career. Mm-hmm. But you probably want the guy who doesn't take the pounding because we mm-hmm. saw what happened to Big Ben, right? And Cam. Big, ben, Big Ben played for many years. Cam played for a good number of years. But mm-hmm. just taking those hits, you'd rather your guy not take those hits. Mm-hmm. And Pat and Pat Mahomes definitely um, fits that bill. Um, so that's probably the way you'd want it. But 
you know, he can run it too, though. Just like, just like Joe, the thing I would kind of push back on in, you know, I'm not, I'm not arguing, you know, I think Kyle kind of like, I tend to romanticize Joe. He says that, you know, Elway was his favorite growing up. So that might be part of it, but in his defense, you know, Elway played in a completely different league in terms of being able to grab and hold and mug receivers. And, you know, this game now that Mahomes plays in is, is much more like seven on seven yes. than um anything else. So, you know, that's why when I look at those older guys and their completion percentage, you got, you kind of have, it has to be weighted because they were playing a different game in yes. terms of the ability to, you know, guys were able to tackle receivers back in the day or just knock them down. Um, so Mooney, Mooney got uh, a holding call today on a play that was like, like the holding. I, I still, I'm still exactly not sure where the holding was because the receiver created just as much exactly of, of the contact as he did. But like in, in those days, like mm-hmm. they would get away with, grabbing on them and pushing on them and you can literally ride them all the way down the field you know there was no five yards and you got to let them go but then you know you were i really just want to make point mahomes made a throw at one point where mooney has you know upfield leverage on on um i can't remember if it was was it juju no it wasn't it was either scandling or hardman he has a. It was it was um Hartman because he's the speedster. Yes. So he's got upfield leverage, and a man is going full speed, and he's in good position. But then Mahomes just throws a perfect back shoulder back throw. Shoulder. Yep. And um, you know how do you defend that? You can't. You can't. <laughs> that you know. I, just... I I mean we can probably count the number of back shoulder throws that Garoppolo has completed on one hand. Right. I mean, literally, that, I mean, in six years, that's I not mean, in, that's not in their playbook essentially mm-mm. for, for him to make that throw. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, I, I am, I'm so much over, you know, Jimmy, he is who he is. And we've shown that we can be pretty successful with Jimmy, but you know, on days like today, it's clear what what it looks like when you have I mean at, at this point I mean I know people get kind of skittish cuz I think it's like year 5 for Mahomes and I don't know how you guys feel about the po- pro football reference Hall of Fame monitor but that dude is legit a Hall of Famer already by yeah. the numbers. Yeah. You know, he's like ahead of Jim Kelly and just below Lynn Dawson in terms of Hall of Fame monitor points. Two Hall of Famers already five years in. So, I mean, I don't think it's hyperbole to say we saw a great quarterback today. The the run and shoot from the Houston Gamblers USFL days, Jim Kelly? Man. <laughs> man so you so you know what the the chiefs do that is very reminiscent of an uh an 80s 49ers team is they use the pass to set up the run yeah and the 49ers do it the other way around and you know you're i'm just like 
how are these guys slipping through? But it's just because when you're the Niners, you just expect a pass on every play. Like you're just like, that's what, you know, that's the uh, worst of, of both worlds is that, is that Mahomes has the ball in his hands and he's making a play. So you go, okay, that's what we defend against. And then they slip, you know, Hardman had three touchdowns today, all on like jet sweeps. And that's just like, I, I feel bad for, uh, for Ryan's because he w- he just got the full, like he got the full Andy Reid package in this game, man. It was almost like, it was like, hey, you know, in order to beat the these Niners at home, you know, we got to bust out some of our best stuff, and the Niners were absolutely not ready for it. It was kind of crazy, uh, but it I mean, that, I think this is a learning. Uh, this is going to be a great learning experience for uh, Ryan's and and the defense. And I, I I'm I'm sort of. I don't know if we should be like uh, feel like respected that Andy Reid pulled out all this stuff, but this dude Mahomes threw for like 450 yards today. When is the last time you've seen that against the competitive defense? It's got to be for like a long time. Well, they show he has a record. It was like something like 30 and two against top five defenses. Um, that dude is different, and you know. I the reason I felt sorry for our the coordinator and the defense is I mean it doesn't really matter what you call if again going back to my initial point if if the offensive line is blowing our dudes off two and three yards it doesn't matter what play you call I mean it's just you know you they all work <laughs> if if you know if they're reestablishing the line of scrimmage on every play, you know because you know on those jet sweeps and on those um, slip screens and all that. I mean, there was just so much room. They had just kind of completely reestablished that line of scrimmage, and there's just nobody around the ball carrier. So I mean, it's 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 really hard when you know you get somebody like McKinnon or. Um, Edwards Hilaire with a full head of steam with nobody in front of him. It's just, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to, to make a play. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover, for just three bucks at harrys.com slash blue wire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue wire for a $3 trial set. This the scheming of these play calls. I mean, you could see it like when they would run the replay, you would see defensive players on the 49ers leaning one way and having to like 
<laughs> dive the other way. I'm just like, yeah. man, I've never seen them so out of position, mm-hmm. expecting something else than than they're getting. And plus, you know, they may not have uh, Tyreek Hill anymore, but they still have speed. And where they don't have speed, they have height and strength in in, in the receivers. And so, yeah, it, it was. Um, it, it, they, they gave it. They gave us the like the whatever the the big picture is for for Kansas City and whatever their narrative is for for getting back to the Super Bowl. Like it was on display today. It was like a statement oh. game for them to come out and play the way that they did. You know, Fort Anders aren't a great home team as it is. Uh, you sense Levi's has, has opened right. They've never. They have not established the home field advantage there. But still, to get your butt whipped like that at home on Alumni Weekend with Jim Harbaugh in town, uh, did did we ever hear if Cap? I don't think Cap was there, right? I I I was wondering about that this morning, but I didn't I did not I I think I, I would have thought that if he was there, that would have been noteworthy enough for mention. Yeah, I, I I heard I heard Crabtree. They didn't even ask Crabtree. That sounds that kinda is, sketchy, I, I right? I, I don't you know, I he says he didn't get an invite. The team has not confirmed that. So if that is the case, that is kind of sketchy. Um, you know, I you know what I bet happened? I think the Niners invited Hammer and Hammer was supposed to extend the invite to Crab. That's probably what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so it's from Justin, our, our guy Justin checking in, says the secondary is definitely hurting right now. I mean, the injuries, that's another thing. Like, guys were going off the field left and right, but they were coming back in. I know, um, uh, what, Hufanga came out. I thought, I was like, oh, no, concussion. That's again. a wrap. He came, mm-hmm. he, came, he came back in, so hopefully mm-hmm. he's going to be okay. Um, and then Justin said, uh, all fast as the game needs to improve, but he's not panicking. And I guess the reason to not panic is because the NFC sucks this yeah. year, man. Yeah. My goodness. I was yeah. before this game started, I was just kind of clicking around. I don't really watch a whole lot of football except for the 49ers. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not sitting there, you know, at 10 a.m. just going, like, okay, I'm going to watch, you know, nine hours of football today. Yeah, you didn't but- miss anything this. <laughs> you didn't mention anything this morning. Those were those that was a horrible slate of games. Yeah, but I mean, just looking at uh, you know, the standings in and the teams who were are losing like Green Bay lost again to of all quarterbacks. Uh who was Washington's backup? Uh Taylor. Taylor Heineke. Heineke, yeah. Heineke uh, loses uh, you know, the, the Bucks might be done. Oh my gosh! They lose to to the Panthers of all teams, who I thought was the worst team. Yeah, that that we'd seen, and it wasn't and even close. They got blown out by the by the Panthers. If you're if you're a Bucks fan, do you do you find some way to contact Giselle and just say, please get back with my guy, mm. get back with TB12. He Ugh. needs you. He needs his family. That's because rough. oh my, like this guy. I think the the right decision was to, was to retire last year, yeah. based on how he's playing now. Oh. He he's a gamer and he's a competitor, so I'm sure he's going to try and find ways to 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 turn it around. But it is not looking great for uh, for for Tom Brady. But I mean, he's uh, 45 years old. I mean, yeah. it, it, I, I, I I guess this is not the first time we've seen it that um 
these guys always tend to stay one year too late, then yeah. leave one year too soon. I mean, but it's because it's on full display right now. I don't, he's just not very good. And then we're, you know, the national media is talking about, you know, how he's not there on Wednesdays now and how. <laughs> what about being at Belichick's wedding on uh, a Saturday night before the game? <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's rough. When And I mean, I mean, if you're one of his teammates, I mean, what do you say? I mean, it's Brady. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you just got to deal with it. But that's a problem. I mean, I, they're not good. And their defense is is the other thing that's – um. You know, Brady aside, their defense was supposed to be one of the best yep. in the league, and that's just not the case. But like you say, I'm not panicking because, you know, Seattle's leading our division now. Yeah, 4-3. Crazy. <laughs> and they're not good. So um, if we can just – I mean, and we did it last year. We were 3-5 and five last year, and we got it together enough to – um you know, make a run. So if we can get healthy, integrate CMC and figure something out on the offensive line, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't I, but we really don't have many more answers. I mean, you got maybe Brunskill, but I mean, we know what that, we know what that looks like. <laughs> um, uh, McClinchy's just that, is going to be what it is. You don't want to play Jalen Moore. Maybe McKibbitz comes back and you can, you know, that, but if, if you're talking about Colton McKibbitz being the answer, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know what the question is. <laughs> what, what about, what about poor Jalen Moore, man? Oh, the, the, the special team on the field goal. Uh, all they do is like shuffle their feet. <laughs> he just jumped. Like, he's just like, huh? And like, it wasn't one of those where, he takes his hand off the ground and immediately puts it back. Uh-uh. He just like took it off and was like, Oh yep. my God, everybody's <laughs> looking at me. Yeah. I felt so bad for that guy. I was like, yeah. oh. he got, that's like a high school trick, man. He it's got rough. Yeah. But you know, this is, you know, this is the roller coaster we stood in line for. They didn't, they didn't resign any, which I mean, they weren't going to resign Lakeman because he just, that was just too much money, but they didn't feel the need to invest there because they felt they had invested there. They invested in banks. They, they pay, they pay comfort- Trent, they pay Trent a lot of money too. They pay, they feel comfortable, I guess, with Brendel and McClinchy and liked what they saw in Burford enough to kind of roll with this. And I mean, I, Hopefully, I mean, they can just kind of gel and get better on the fly, but it hasn't been good. It hasn't been good, and it hasn't been good all year. It was awful in camp. It got a little better in the preseason, and we've shown flashes. We, You know, there was, I think it was either week one or week two, where Burford was the highest graded um, offensive lineman. So, Clearly, he has talent, but, I mean, he's a rookie. So that up and down thing is kind of what's expected. So you just kind of hopefully you get to the point where, like, kind of like last year, our guy Thomas, who kind of had a rough game today, um, you know, in the last five games kind of figured it out and was able to play well. Hopefully we can get that from Burford. Um 
I hope. I mean, otherwise, all those toys don't matter. We can't get it blocked. What, what it, in your opinion, watching, you, you know, you mentioned, you, you said you didn't think that they, that they, uh, the offensive line even, even blocked for, for the run very well, though Niners had uh, 4.8 yards a carry. Jeff Wilson had 7.7 yards per carry, but he only got seven carries. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was eight for 38. So he was almost at five. Uh, and so, you know, they, they, they had chunks that they were picking up on the ground, but when they got behind, they had to start passing. And that goes back to that stat about Kyle Shanahan teams, uh, late, you know, fourth quarter teams coming from behind. I would be interested to see the splits on left side runs versus right. It had to be all, I had to be all left side. Mm -hmm. It had to be all left side. Yeah. And, uh, that, you know, that's, that's Trent. And thankfully he's back. Cause I think he, he adds about 50 yards per game rushing just by him being on the field versus, but you know, this is two weeks in a row though, where the Niners cannot establish their offense and then they get behind and then they, they have to resort to playing unlike how they play at their best, which is, you know, Jimmy and shotgun and Jimmy throwing, Every single down, like Jimmy, that is yeah. Jimmy that play is, action is what where we need to be. And if right, we, if we can't play action it, and we're just asking Jimmy to to get in the shotgun and throw us into a, to victory, that that's a bad position to be in. <laughs> and and so I'm kind of wondering, is is it the in your opinion? I'm sure it's a myriad of different things we can sort of pick and choose at, but. Why have they been unable to establish the offense early on when it seems like they can move the ball? But we've seen the field goals. We've seen some some turnovers. The penalties were horrendous today. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to put my finger on what are the one or two things that the offense needs to figure out because last week, the Atlanta game, Atlanta is an okay team. They're, they're not the doormat that we thought they would possibly be they're competitive, but still they don't have the talent on both sides of the ball that the 49ers have. And so when you see that last week, which we sort of were like, okay, on the road morning game, they just Atlanta just came out with some fire. Niners are missing guys. Okay. Those are the excuses for that loss. What's the excuse now? I mean, Kansas city is just better, I guess, but you know, we saw we sort of saw the same style of football back to back weeks, uh, and you know, not the not the way that they win games for sure. Well, I it, to me it was pretty obvious that um, when they decided to move Jones to the left side and then Bolton, where they were just run blitzing that in between Trent and Banks to shut down the run over on the left side. And if we can't run there, it was pretty clear that we weren't getting anything. We weren't getting any kind of push or movement on the right-hand side. And then once we started passing and we made McClinchy and Burford slash um, Brunskill Pass blockers on the right side. It was just they were just food. <laughs> it, I mean, 
I hate to pick on my guy, but um, and, you know, they were just he they were just putting a steering wheel on McClinchy's chest and just driving him back into Jimmy. He just he had no answers. He had no answers. So well, the one time he had an answer, which was to like <laughs> hug the guy, <laughs> and then they called him for a penalty on that one. But um, yeah. So again, I I just think you know maybe i'm being reductive but you know i think a lot of our fellow fans are reductive when they're saying it's the play calling maybe i'm being reductive when i say that it's the blocking that if we can get it blocked i well i'm not gonna say that that's all of it but I would like to just see what happens when we get it. Let's get it blocked and see what happens. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe Kyle Shanahan has forgot how to call offense. But I would like to see us get them all blocked for us to be – I think we need to be able to do that before we can make a definitive determination on whether or not – because I don't know, Bill Walsh included – no coach has my offensive line is getting their ass kicked. They don't have that package. What what the package the uh, my offensive line is getting their ass kicked package doesn't exist. If that's happening, it's hard to call any offense. So well, uh, the, the only that that package works if you have <laughs> 2016 Russ, right? Like yeah, 2016 exactly. Russ can still make plays running for his life, but yeah, very few others can, can do so. Um, so the one thing uh, th- there's one, if I had Shanahan's, uh, you know, if I was in the locker room or whatever, and I could ask him a question, I would ask him, and I hope that this, they're asking him this Niners get the gift of the knuckle punt at the end of the first half. They get the ball back. I, I don't even, it was like inside the red zone, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's third and short. And it's either kick a field goal, you know, or or let's let score a touchdown. But we, you know, we, we can even get sacked in this scenario and we're fine. Mm-hmm. We just cannot turn the ball over. That's exactly. He took Christian off the field. And what we had heard Friday and Saturday was that if anything, Christian is going to play in the red zone and he's going to play on third down. Mm -hmm. And so it is third down and in the red zone. And he pulled Christian off the field for Ty Davis price. And I'm trying to figure out was Ty Davis price in there so that they thought it was going to be a short run um, sort of as a decoy. Because they were not fooled at all. And I don't think they cared if Ty Davis Price was going to get the ball because they came from all angles and Jimmy turned to his left and he threw it to uh, poor Ray Ray, who is like 5'9". And this guy is supposed to... Uh, actually, he didn't even throw it to Ray Ray, but Ray Ray is in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. He, he meant to throw it to, to Kittle, to Kittle who was kind of running that corner to the end zone, but he left it. Uh, short because he was kind of on his back foot and getting Mm -hmm. hit and being pushed back. I would just wonder what, like, Kyle, give me your analysis on that play. Where was that ball going to supposed to go? Because, you know, I think Wilson just ran like a little wheel and he was like wide open in the middle of the end zone. But 
you know, Jimmy did, whether he didn't have time to see him or whether he just focused on, on Kittle the entire time. I, I want to hear Kyle tell me, A, why McCaffrey came out. I'm assuming it was Ty Davis Price is their short, short, uh, you know, third and short runner to decoy the the Chiefs into thinking they were going to run the ball. Um, and then also what, like what, what give us the analysis on that play and what happened? Because that was one of the worst plays that I have seen. Uh, what I expect to be a good football team. Like it was so, it was bad from, from all angles. It was, it was just a bad play. Well, obviously I don't know, but I'm assuming that you're on to something because I don't, while I don't share a lot of my fellow fans' disdain for Kyle's play calling, if there is one criticism I have that I think that I have identified is that he can sometimes overthink things. Yeah. And so your analysis seems like what I would think is that he was trying to juke him into thinking that it was going to be one thing and it was going to be, but it was going to be another thing. And then I can't believe that Ray Ray and Kittle are supposed to be that close together. I, <laughs> I, I can't believe that that's the way that play was drawn up. Yeah. So somebody was, wasn't in the right position. And then compounding it is the fact that in rewatching, you know, I'm kind of a nerd, y'all. I rewatch these games sometimes two and three times. And I am pretty sure at this point that Jimmy Garoppolo is simply making one read mm-hmm. and throwing the ball. Because if he's scanning the field, there's no way he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't see Wilson. I think he was on Kittle all the way. Um and you you just that's it, it's 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 a problem. So like you, your analysis, I agree with that play was all bad from the inception. Okay, and now now here's the uh, here's sort of the going deeper into this, which is I don't know if Jimmy can audible out of stuff, but he had to see. Something in the defense that said, "Okay, maybe this isn't the best shot that we got." Uh, I think I think they had two- they I think they had two more timeouts still, so they could have called a timeout and say, "Okay, let, let's let's just make sure we got this, and and let let's just be sure that we got this because that from snap that play broke down so fast that I was just like, "Okay, can you know do you do you see that?" Because Man, you could just tell people were not on the same page. They didn't hold a block, and oh, so bad. Well, let me tell you what you just said. I agree. I, I there's no way Jimmy has audible power if because there were there were a couple times for sure that we ran one run plays into nine man boxes, and there's no way. If he could audible, I, I can't believe I, I believe Jimmy has enough of a football IQ to try to 
audible to some sort of pass when you've got you got zero you so you got man man coverage nine men in the box you got to throw it there you just have to throw it there um but we just ran it so clearly he doesn't have the the ability to um to make those kind of calls and i don't know why that is but um it's interesting you know he's a vet i mean so that's that that's an interesting circumstance that you know he just has to run it as it's called yeah yeah do we even have a 49ers mvp for this game because i'm looking up and down this stat sheet and like if i if i were to quiz you and say how many receptions uh or how i'll take that back how many total yards did debo have in this game what would you guess not many so the not answer many. the answer is is 44 and that is about 20 more than i would have guessed yeah i would I, like he had five catches and i think some of these may may have come I would have been at later. 25. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought he had like one or two catches for like 20 yards. Um, well, for me, in terms of your question, I mean, it's got to be George. George is a good one. I mean, I, as, you know, you've got me in the habit now that to, that I'm I'm looking for the player <laughs> of the game as we go along. And um, I couldn't find anybody on defense that was worthy. And I mean... I think George is it. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're right. I uh, Shelvin Shelvin agrees. Shelvin says uh, Kittle had a good game. I guess the other player, um, Robbie Gold, kicked two fifty-yard field goals. I mean, that's well, he's the MVP. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's like the all-time. He's always he's just he's not the player of the game. He's just he's just our MVP. Period. So so someone asked me or someone asked the chat why Robbie can't kick it in the end zone, and I said I took out the uh, the G and the U out of his last name, and I was like Robbie Old man. He doesn't have the legs <laughs> exactly. to kick it in the end zone. Because the special teams was also pretty bad today. That is uh, yeah. two years in a row. They're, they've tr- they tried to make some changes this year. They changed coaches, and it is still you know R- Ray Ray's up and down. You know he's yeah. he I, I trust him with the fair catch at least. Like yeah, he, he's very consistent with that, and he, I think he's only fumbled once, but he hasn't really. I think he's but that, one. But that's a part of his game though that that bears watching. You yeah. know, even in, even when he was in Pittsburgh, he'll put it on the ground. He will put it on the ground. You know, it's interesting. We haven't really talked about it in the chat because I guess we don't really talk about punters and special teams very much. But it's kind of interesting that it seems like taking away the kickoff duties from Mitch has helped his punting somehow. I, I don't know what it is, but um, it it he has been he's been he's been good this year. Yeah. He's been good this year. So uh okay, so let's talk about uh next week, which is I'm a little worried about next week's game. We have had the Rams number with the exception of the NFC championship game, which we still <laughs> had when it counted. M- many well, we and we had many chances to win that friggin' yeah. game. Mm-hmm. But the Rams 
are kind of the underdog here now, whereas the 49ers were the underdog in these games uh, prior. Rams are going to uh, the Rams are uh, had to buy this week. Is that right? Yeah. So the Rams are coming off of a buy. Um, they are three and three. Now, they haven't been able to score the football at all. In and their defense is, is has still been pretty good, especially the points against. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're still they're still playing really good on defense. They just, they just haven't been able to score. And I'm a little more worried about this game after losing two games in a row than I would have been uh, if we had won. If we had split, I would have felt pretty good about this game. But you know, there's there's something about both of these teams kind of fighting to stay relevant in the division, uh, you know, three and five, like you said, last year, the Niners came back from three and five. I don't imagine either team with all of the resources that they, that they've put in. Uh, that's a pretty disappointing season for the Niners and the Rams for as much money as they've spent on players. And, and, you know, this, especially for the for the Niners, especially with this defense, they, they really put some effort into putting this defense together. For them to be 500 football teams with little draft picks coming up, that is a rough look. And so I kind of wonder, you know, for both teams, like that, not to say that we can't get on a run because because we I think we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done it before. But imagine uh, imagine a scenario where, the Niners go seven and ten this year, and over the next two to three years, you know their draft picks are are just you know they don't have as many of them as they would have because mm. they've made these big bets in trading for Trey Lance and now in in trading for Christian McCaffrey. That is obviously the worst case scenario. Um, you know, I'm a fan, so obviously every week. I think we're going to win. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> but when we come into the season, you just know. I think uh, Rod may have frozen up here. We'll, we'll get. Oh, there you go. I can hear you now. That go I have penciled in as a loss. So I, that. But we've had three other losses that um, I had penciled in as wins. So, I mean, I saw somebody, I don't know if it was in our chat or just in Jim Pop Facebook. It's the fact that they admit, they said, you know, at a certain point, we've got to win the games that we're supposed to win. Yeah. So that games like this don't necessarily mean as much. Um, And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so, I mean, I think the Rams is one we definitely should get because, I mean, while it's on the road, I'm sure we're going to have the crowd advantage there because we always do. Everybody does there at SoFi. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but like you say, defensively, they're playing well. Our defense is reeling, though. I think it was like, I don't know what the final total was, but um, there's like, at one point, the stat was we gave up 61 through the first five, and it was like 65 over the last two or something like that. So we're clearly kind of reeling now. You might, if you want to, 
throw the Atlanta game out because we were missing like seven starters on defense. So, I mean, that's kind of an anomaly. But um, we need to get back to playing good defense. I mean, um, that because the running game and the defense are calling cards. And if we're not able to do either one of those things, then, then what are we at that point? Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if we can um, get a win going into the bye. You know, it's an amazing stat as I'm looking at the standings. In the NFC, there are only five teams who have a positive point differential. Now, and that's five out of, uh, what is that, uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Only five out of 16 teams have a positive point differential. Philadelphia leads with uh, plus 56. Then it's the Cowboys at plus 30. Then it's the Giants at plus 20. Or no, I'm sorry, Minnesota at plus 21, Giants at plus 20, and the Niners at plus 12. So still, after the boat racing today, they're still in, in, in the positive. The Buffalo Bills are at plus 95. They've only given up 81 Ooh. points all season long. And uh, yeah, that just tells you the difference. And, and you look at you look at Kansas City, as we know, Kansas City's defense has really been what their downfall is. So they've given up uh, almost they've given up more than twice as many points as Buffalo. But they have also outscored every team in the NFL so far through seven games. And it's not even close. It's Kansas City with 223 points, and the Ravens are next with 181. Mm. And then after the Ravens, it is, of all teams, the New Orleans Saints, who are 2-5 and five and have given up 200 points. They're at uh, 200, or 175. So the wow. NFL is, is really top-heavy at, at the tippy-top. But there's not very many tippy top teams, and then everyone else is just sort of jumbled in the, in the middle. So we'll we'll face the Rams, and then we actually have t- the two LA teams back to back. I don't know what to make out of the Chargers because they are in a negative point differential, but they are still four and three. Uh, I know they lost uh, most recent. Uh, who did they lose to? Who did the Rams lose to here? I'm sorry, the Chargers. Uh, Chargers lost to, oh, no, they lost to Seattle. That's the team that, uh, that, that we, that we were talking about. So they get, they kind of got beat up by Seattle. Uh, all right. So next week against the Rams, we've seen the Rams. We know the Rams, both of these teams know each other very well. Rams still cannot run the football, which, uh, uh, it really hurts them. And I guess like the thing that we hope to, to see is, how the 49ers slowly and gradually bring Christian McCaffrey into the RB1 spot. Um, I hope for for his sake that he is not, uh, you know, that they are just not going to run this guy into the ground. I don't think that they are. I think Jeff Wilson is still a beneficial player. And then when Elijah Mitchell comes back, we know Elijah Mitchell is a really good football player. So, I want to see the McCaffrey plays and I think he's going to, he'll probably be the, be the guy who has the most carries or at least the most touches with the receptions uh, in that field. But I don't want to see them just overuse him. Cause we know from the last few years, he has not been able to stay on the field 
And the Niners as a team have troubles with injuries. So I hope that they're really smart with this guy because he's, he had a burst today that we hadn't seen from the he backfield. He really and, does. Yeah. He really does. I, I don't think so. I, you know, I, it's my understanding. Kyle has been pretty consistent in saying that, um, Mitchell should be back after the bye. Um, and while it would not surprise me if Debo and McCaffrey are neck and neck for touches, I don't think that his usage will come anywhere close to what it was, um, in Carolina. Um, as he should. I mean, he he is a difference maker, so he should touch the ball a lot. But like you say, I, you have to be careful. You you know, you definitely should have him on a pitch count, and you want to use him. You want because you want him to be available. If you want to run his ass into the ground in the playoffs, that's 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 one thing. Yeah. yeah. But um, but you you don't want to overuse him getting there. But those guys are guys that you do. You ride in big games, um, but um, yeah, not in, you know, you don't want to be doing that in week 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing about it is also, and this is, this is kind of a grisly way to think of football players, but what if the 49ers are only thinking that they have him for one year? I, you know, Kyle says that it's not a rental and, you know, what, we all need to remember. I, I'm steadily trying to remind the fan, our our fans, is that he's not under oath, and um, <laughs> rarely does full transparency benefit a coach or a GM. No. Why would they tell us exactly what they're thinking? Um, it you know. So we talk about the depletion of draft capital. I have no doubt that if everything went the way we wanted to go and we were able to win a Super Bowl, which would be great, I have no doubt that they could turn around and flip McCaffrey to get back some of those picks yeah. if that was what they d- decided they want to do. Um, but, you know, we got to get there first. And, you know, I, I, I'm cool either way. If we keep him, I think him – with Trey at quarterback would be yep. great. Yep. But if they decided to flip him and they want to go with Mitchell or try to draft yet another running back, I mean, that's cool too. But I really liked what I saw from him, and I think that he really can add a lot to this team. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see um, what this, you know, even, you know, it's kind of disappointing where we are um, in comparison to where I would have thought we would have been um, seven weeks in, but um, I'm still like Justin. I'm still, I'm still not panicking. I still think there's plenty of time to get it together. Um, And we have a lot of talent. Um, So I'm excited. I'm still excited for the rest of the season. Um, I think we can still be good. I mean, and, and nobody's running away from us. And, you know, you know, like you just mentioned, five teams with a positive differential, eight teams are going to make the playoffs. I, there aren't 
nine teams better than us in the NFC. So yeah. we're, I, I think we're going to get into the dance. And then once we get there, we've shown that, you know, we can, you know, we're good enough to make a run. You know who uh, probably figured out that when Christian McCaffrey was uh, traded for that more than likely his, his days on the active roster uh, were done was my guy, Tevin, can we talk Coleman? Like, cause I mean, what he does well is, is what yeah. Christian excels at. So I can't imagine like that, that he's going to be on, on the active roster for, for much longer. Once Mitchell comes back, it's going to be Mitchell and, and McCaffrey and, and price and probably uh, Mason. I would uh, Mason. I would guess, right. I would think so. I would think so. And, you know, maybe Tevin is able to hang around on the practice squad because injuries happen. You know, you're talking about Mitchell and um, CMC both kind of have a checkered injury history. So while we hope nothing but good health, I don't I don't, don't think there's any way that we can, um, you know, we could be assured of that. So, you know. This is as good a place I would think for him as any um, yep. to kind of just hang out. All right. So that'll be it from here. So you and I will be back after the Rams game and then the 49ers have a bye. So we may, we may figure out even to do something short on mm-hmm. the bye week in, in which the Niners don't have a, have a game. Maybe an eight week recap. Yeah. Yeah. We can kind of reset things and, and look at the second half of the season as well. Uh, and then you're you're uh, I think the they play Monday night. Is that is that the Mexico City game again? Yes. The, and that's the one that you say you may have troubles. Well, I you know, after my foray last week in Vegas, man, I'm going to try to be available because they tell me that after the game in Mexico City that getting to transport is going to be like a two or three hour ordeal. So, man, I'm going to try to have my little setup. And if the <laughs> Wi-Fi will um, allow, and I'm, I, I've already got for our group, I'm doing all kinds of stuff while I'm down there. I'm going to be trying to talk to 49er fans. Dude, I'm going awesome. to try to, I'm going to try to figure out how to run down Mayoko and Burroughs <laughs> and Lombardi and talk to them and just try to get some stuff. Yeah, for our people, but I'm gonna try to be on even if it's for just ten or fifteen minutes to kind of recap what the experience was like. Yeah, yeah, and totally. um, hopefully the game. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll play that one by ear and, yeah. and we'll sort of figure it out. Maybe I'll have I'll have someone else on and and if we can get Rod yeah, you can just get me as in a, as a three as, as, a, guest. as a third person. Yeah, yep. Uh, but yeah, that that'll be a blast. Have you ever been to Mexico City before? I have not. Wow, it's gonna be awesome. All right. Okay. So we're going to be, we're, we're done here. We're going to be back next week. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll figure out the, uh, the Mexico city week, uh, how we'll do that show. But for here, the, our three and four Niners, uh, oh. unfortunately, but, uh, yeah. So Rod now will be back next week, uh, for Rod. I'm double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.